0: Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit SolidRockChurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. It's a new normal, part two. It's a new normal. And I'll tell you what, I just had a feeling the glory was going to be in the house because part two is glory. In the house. The new normal is a return. Remember I said last week, the new is the old. Come on. How many of us, the things that used to be normal are becoming normal again, but to this generation, they're new. So the new normal is not really new. The new normal is the old. Come on, y'all hear me. Now I'm not talking about tradition. I'm not talking about religion I'm not talking about legalism I'm talking about the things that God said Is supposed to be in the house The glory of the Lord Is supposed to be in the house That don't necessarily mean They gotta dance like me That don't mean they gotta speak in tongues like me That doesn't mean they gotta run around here And wave flags like us They ain't gotta be crazy like us Most people are not as crazy as us If y'all didn't know that We're pretty crazy But you ought to be in a place, it ought to be normal for the presence of God to be where the people of God gather. Why should it be normal? Because God said it, Jesus said it, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So I wonder if he's not there in the church. In whose name are they gathered in? I'll let that one just simmer there for a minute. Because there's a lot of churches are gathered in the name of the preacher. They are gathered in the name of a church name or a building or a tradition or a fact that their daddy went there, the granddaddy went there the grandma went there, they cut the teeth on the pew there so they feel like they're supposed to be there because somebody told them that's where all generations are supposed to be I'm not trying to tear up any kind of families here but let me just be honest with you some of y'all need to get out of grandma's church nothing against grandma because she's already with Jesus she'd probably tell you to get out too People want to go to church because it's the closest church to their house. They want to go to church because they've got so many cool programs they want to go to church because they got the best coffee they got the best donuts I don't have a problem with coffee and donuts I don't have a problem with, with, with uh, programs I don't have a problem with you going to a church that's close to you but if those are the top things on your list about why you go to a church you got a messed up idea about why you're supposed to go to church They got good coffee, so I hear I'm not a coffee drinker. They got good coffee at Starbucks. You can get you a muffin or a donut there. You got good fellowship there, and you don't have to hear about sin there. You don't have to hear you don't have to hear the word of God preached. So some of y'all should just get up on Sunday morning and go to Starbucks. Come on, come on. Kevin, am I preaching? All right. Already read part of my scripture at the beginning, where 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 Moses said, "Show me your glory." But I want to remind you what I said because you got to get it in this moment now. Because now you're in a teaching moment. Moses knew that it what it would take to bring the people into the place of promise. He knew that it would. it would take to bring he knew what it would take to bring them out of bondage he knew that it would take the glory he knew what it would take for them to know him that he knew that it would take the glory to know him see people have read the bible but they don't know him in fact some people have read the bible cover to cover and some people have studied it 10 times more than the average believer just to disprove it They look at it as a religious book that they read with the Koran and some others. They know the Bible better than some of us. But they don't know the God of the Bible. Didn't Jesus say, no man can come to me. Even though I am the way to the Father, watch how the Godhead works. Jesus says, you can't get to Jehovah Father unless you come through me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father but by me. But then watch what else Jesus says. Jesus says, no man can come unto me unless he be drawn by the Spirit. Are y'all hearing me? So the Holy Spirit's presence needs to be in a church if people are gonna get saved. You gotta have the glory of God. See, Many. This is why I call the new, the old. Because, my God, I feel the Holy God. I gotta just stop for a minute. Just let this simmer for a second. Because I, I got, I got ten thousand things going on in my head right now. So, some, sometimes, sometimes I just have to, woo, pause. Just let my mind slow down. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that when he prophesied of that last day revival, that he said, In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Watch this, everybody say all flesh. But listen. And your sons and your daughters shall what? Prophesy. So we thank God for that. We thank God that in this revival there'll be a young generation. I don't know where that preacher is. Preacher, man. God told me to call you a preacher man today because you were preaching the gospel today. I'm telling you right now, there's a new anointing on Austin, y'all. Do y'all sense it? There's just not a new anointing to minister in song. David was a king. He was a preacher. He was a songwriter. He was a writer of books. He was a man after God's own heart. The anointing of David is on you. So you need, to, you need to study exactly what all that means to protect your mind. You even spoke about David today. So your young men and your young women will prophesy. But now listen to what it says. This ain't in my notes. Your old men. That's me and you, Jim. Notice I included myself to make you feel good. I didn't want to say that's you, Jim. No. Your old men shall what? Dream dreams. Your young men shall what? See visions. A vision is a right now moment. They're looking in the now. A dream is not just something you do while you're asleep. It's something you long for. Oh, I dream of how it used to be when we first got married. Oh, you're thinking and meditating on how it used to be. So in the middle of this final revival, you're going to, this is why the older generation is so valuable, young people. They always are. But don't write off those that are of the older generation because they are our mentors and they are here in this moment to help navigate us in the new norm. Because they're going to see that this is really not new. That's right. Come on. It will be new and a vision to you. But it is a dream and their minds are going back to what they've experienced before. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. gives, you the op- gives them the opportunity to lead us yeah. into the new old. Oh, yeah. oh y'all ain't hearing me. Let me, let me give you a scripture for it to show you that this is the way it's always been. Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, we'll put up a screen. Verse 21 says, But truly as I live, the whole earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Watch what he said in verse 22. Because all these men who have seen my glory, Mm -hmm. Well, glory to God. But because all these men who have seen my glory, somebody say, seen my glory. What just happened? That's past. Seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now. Ten times and have not heeded my voice. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers. Nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Let me tell you what he's saying. I'm about to say something. Take that down. I'm about to say something. What God is about to say in scripture. Take those scriptures down. He's, He's telling them. There was a generation that saw my glory in Egypt bring my people out. They saw it because it happened to them. They saw me. They they saw what I did when they stood before the Red Sea, and they had Pharaoh's army behind them, mountains to the left and right, and nowhere to go. They saw my glory, just laid down in the middle of the Red Sea, and it parts so wide that over a million people crossed on dry land, and then the enemy came into that, and the water swelled them up and killed all of Pharaoh and all of his army. They saw that. But they have forgotten who I am. And because they have chosen to walk outside of the glory of which I have provided, the Bible said the glory of the Lord led the camp. It's a pillar of fire by by night and a pillar of cloud by day. When the when the cloud would pick up and move, the people of God would move. Oh my God. Can you think about that? The glory would move before the people and the people would follow the glory. But let me just tell you, let me just be real with you. The people didn't follow the glory. Moses followed the glory. The people followed Moses. They didn't follow the glory. They went because Moses made it clear to God, wherever I go, my people go with me. But there comes a time when Moses' generation is about to die so Moses doesn't get to go into the promised land but the children or y'all ain't hear me that were born in the wilderness if i could say it this way born into The glory of God. They never knew anything other than being guided by the glory. Only thing they knew about Egypt was the stories they heard from their mamas and their fathers and their grandparents. Are y'all hearing me? All they knew was circling in this wilderness, hearing stories about God. But seeing fire coming out of heaven, seeing miracle after miracle. When they were thirsty, they saw water come out of the rock. When they were hungry, they saw manna fall from heaven. When they wanted meat, they saw ravens and and crows and all different kinds of birds come in. And they ate the birds and had meat so much that they made them sick. But here we are at the end. we got a bunch of old people. That ain't going in. Bunch of young people. All they, The reason God didn't hold it against them is because all they were doing was what their mamas and daddies were telling them to do. Listen to what he said. Verse 23. They certainly shall not see the land in which I swore to their fathers nor shall any of these who rejected me see it. But here's the, the powerful verse. But my servant Caleb, what's this? Because he has a different spirit in him. In other words, he is old in the natural But he is still young at heart. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. But more than that, he doesn't have a rebellious spirit in him. He has a servant's heart. My servant, notice he even called him servant. My servant. Notice he didn't say, Moses, your servant. He said, my servant, Caleb. See what you don't get. Oh, y'all ain't going to, y'all, listen, this, this don't sit well in, tw- in the 2020 version of church in America. But here's the reality. And y'all ought to know me by now to know my heart when I say this. Here's how you serve God in the church. You serve your pastor. If you can't serve your pastor, God doesn't call you his servant. Do we have record of Caleb ever serving God directly? No, Caleb served Moses, but God called him his servant. Huh? I ain't serving no man, I ain't serving no man. Well, you ain't serving God then. I'm not talking about, y'all know me. If y'all don't know me, let me just help you know me. I don't, I don't need that. I don't desire that. I got enough problems on my own to, make, to be some kind of God, to anybody in here to be some kind of king in here. But the reality is this. God puts a shepherd in your life, and he puts a spiritual covering in your life to speak into your life. And when you rebel against that, Especially if they're they're of God, they're anointed, they're speaking into your life, they're, they're living it the best they possibly can before the Lord, trying to be a good shepherd, and you rebel against that, you're rebelling against God. Well, I think I'll go ahead and preach. But my servant, Caleb, if there's any mistake of who said that, look at the word my in your Bible. What's different about it? capital. How many knows this capital because that's God talking. My servant Caleb because he has a different spirit in him and has followed who? Me fully. Not Moses. Not Joshua. Me. I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit See, God never wants to just bless you. Oh! He wants to bless you and your children and your children's children and as many as the... That's what the Bible says. Well... Sorry, y'all ain't getting to sit with your family, but I sure do appreciate you being up here. There is a remnant. Somebody shout, I'm a part of the remnant. Let me tell you something. There is a remnant that will see God's glory. There is a remnant that is the Caleb generation. God literally said because he had a different spirit in him. I want you to know there is a generation that has a different spirit in them. I believe I'm preaching to a generation that has a different spirit in them I, I know what you see I know what you hear, I know what you feel, I know the hell you're having to go through, but you can always know when you find somebody that's got a different spirit in them, because come hell or high water, come promotion or job loss, come health or sickness come good, come bad, come ugly, they're still going to praise God, they're going to praise God on the mountain they're going to praise God in the valley they're going to praise God when they're up. Because if you've got a different spirit in you, you know that greater is he that's within thee than he that's within the world. Do I have a church that's got a different spirit in them? Do I have a church that's going to believe in the middle of a pandemic that you can be blessed? Do I have a church that believes that God has got his hand on your family? Oh, there's a hedge of protection and no COVID-19 shall come nigh thy dwelling. Do we have a church that believes not only you're not going to lose what you got, you're about to get a promotion. You're about to be blessed. (sighs) Obviously in a bad spot with this microphone. I want to see the glory of God. I'm like Moses. If you don't go with me, I don't want to go. Can I be real and transparent with y'all this morning? You might as well say yes because I'm going to anyway. I just try to make y'all feel good. When we bought this building, I was consumed with the thought of filling this building to capacity. capacity. Because I would say things like, God, why would you give us a thousand-seat auditorium if you weren't going to give us a thousand people? Two things that I've come to realize in the last few months. Number one, just maybe in his infinite wisdom, he gave us a sanctuary that could seat a thousand people so that you could socially distance 500 people. Huh? Huh? so that no matter what the governor said, you got enough room to have church. Some of y'all look around and say, well, I don't see a whole lot of social distancing. Well, I mean, we're trying. It's up to the people. But the second thing, Oh, that's right. That's right. we family. I love that when Clint Brown said that the other day. Had friends standing in line at Universal Studios, you know, just friends in the church. And, and they're getting ready to go up. They got their masks on and all that. they get ready to ride the rides at Universal Studios. And they say, hey, are all y'all together? Are y'all one family? And he said before he ever even thought about it, there's about 10 or 12 of them. Only two of them was in the family. He said, yeah, we're all family. And the guy running the roller coaster said, well, y'all good? Come on. So here's the reality. If y'all got a problem with us, that's all. Right, we're just family. We're all family. Now, watch it. The second thing that I've come to realize is this God, if you never fill this building to where every pew is full, if you will just fill it with your glory, I'm good. Hallelujah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to be consumed with whether the balcony is full or not. It is full. The glory has filled this building. This place is full. So here's here's what I say to you, Lord. If you don't want us to have a thousand people, if your glory says 500, then don't let us go to a thousand people because if you don't go to a thousand people with me, I don't want to go. Now, of course, if you want to go to a thousand people, I'll go. Just say. God has always desired. And not just desired, He does live, move, and bless in the atmosphere of glory. Now, existence. And presence, this is deep now, existence and presence when it comes to God is two different things. You need to write that down. Existence and presence are not the same thing in the realm of God. Because the presence of God is the the favor and the moving of God. Existence of God is simply that. He doesn't exist. He is existence. That's so deep some of y'all didn't get it. In other words, you don't ever have to wonder if God is there. He is everywhere. You can't hide from God. Meaning He hears you. He sees you. He knows what's going on. Are y'all hearing me? But just because he's everywhere in existence doesn't mean the atmosphere of glory and his favor and his blessings is upon everyone in every place where he exists. Oh, y'all didn't get it. Just because, and I'm not against any church. Y'all know me long enough. I don't preach against other churches and other pastors. But here's the reality. Just because you put a steeple on your roof doesn't mean his presence is going to be there. Just because you call yourself blah, 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 church, doesn't mean his presence is there. His presence is where two or three are gathered in his name. Oh, oh y'all, y'all. Uh-uh. No, no, because you don't understand. We, we call him Jesus Christ. Okay? But Jesus was his name, and Christ is who he is, huh? Jesus is Yeshua, Yehushua, which means Savior. Very common. For how long? I know I ain't supposed to say anything. I'm supposed to do this stealth. How long? Good. Was we online on all that? Huh? We're still good? Okay. Okay, got you. Okay. So, just because God exists somewhere doesn't mean his presence is there. Jesus is his name. I don't know if I like that channel. Jesus is his name, but Christ is who he is. I don't like that channel. Just take them out of their ears put me back. They'll just have to deal with it. I'm sorry, guys. Christ means Messiah or the anointed one or his anointing. Are you hearing me? Jesus can't be, you can't say I am a servant of Jesus Christ without understanding what you're saying when you say the name Jesus Christ. You are saying I serve Jesus which means Savior and I have accepted that he is anointed and his anointing that was on him is on me because I believe in Jesus. So when you are gathered in the name of Jesus You are gathered in the name of Jesus Christ because you can't gather in the name of Jesus without accepting that he is the Christ. And the Christ means the anointing. So when you gather together in his name, it ain't that you just gather together in Jesus. Because a lot of people say they love the good Lord. A lot of people say they believe that Jesus died on the cross for them. But they ain't walking in the Christ part of Jesus Christ. In our study on the book of Revelation, Wednesday night, we got into the throne of God. We talked about what's happening around the throne of God. Those that are continually crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. I'm talking about that's the atmosphere in which he sets upon the throne. It is the atmosphere in which he speaks favor. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. So if you've been blessed, you've been blessed from coming down from the Father of lights. But before it ever gets and penetrates through all three heavenly atmospheres and makes it to your life, it originates in an atmosphere of glory. Every promise, every blessing originates in an atmosphere of glory. It may have to go through other atmospheres where the glory is not being given to God. But if it's going to come on you, you better be in the glory. Because it started in the glory and it can't be carried out unless you're in the glory. The new normal is the glory is coming back to the house miracles will be easy oh by the way tonight we got miracle service at 6 o'clock in this place the glory of the Lord is going to be in here and if the glory of the Lord is in here I don't mean to be flipping with this statement miracles are going to be easy in this house tonight because miracles happen in an atmosphere of glory Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 says, In the year the king Uzziah died, died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And they cried one to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Watch what happens at that declaration. And the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out Woo! And the house was filled with smoke. Isaiah, when that happened, when the glory failed and the smoke of God's presence began to fill the room, here is a prophet of God who is writing a document that is a prophetic document that for thousands of years would be used to prophesy of the Messiah of the universe. But when even a prophet of a a nation gets into that kind of glory, something happens. It's like a mirror. The glory will begin to reveal sin in your life. The glory will begin to reveal, reveal things Things that you need to shed. Things that you know are stopping you from going to the next level. Here is a prophet that says, Woe is me, for I am undone. In other words, God is not finished with me yet. I'm still not done because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. Oh, my God. I'm talking about in the Old Testament. He's declaring that Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Woe is me. I'm unclean. But the glory doesn't just convict In the midst of the glory is the answer to your situation. Forgiveness, restoration, power, calling, equipping. Then one of the angels flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which had been taken from the tongues of the altar. How are you ever going to get the fire of the Holy Ghost touching on your lips in your church if you don't even have an altar? Now, I know this is the heavenly altar, but watch this. I believe if there's an altar in heaven, there ought to be an altar in the church down here. The church should be mimicking what's in heaven. He said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If there's fire at the altar in heaven, there ought to be fire on the altar on earth. Hey, if they're crying out, holy, 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 in heaven, we ought to be crying out, holy, 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 on earth. If the glory of God is in heaven, the glory of God should be on earth. And he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, behold. This has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I sin? And who will go for us? What, what is key about the word us? Capitalize. Us. Do you think that's capital us to represent him and the angels? No. No. So for those that don't believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, one God exists in three persons, there's another one. There's all, it's all through Scripture. Us. Who will go for us? God. Then I said, here am I. Send me. Let me tell you something, when you're in the presence of glory, when you're in the presence of holiness, when you're at the throne, when you've been touched by the fire of the altar, you'll go from feeling that you are completely unworthy and no one would ever listen to a word you say and in just a moment cry out to God, if you want me to preach, I'll preach. If you want me to teach, I'll teach. If you want me to lay hands on the sick, I'll do it. Because there's something about the glory. When the fire from the altar touches you in your situation, Situation, your iniquities, you come through repentance. Your iniquities is forgiven. You are called. You are equipped in the glory. Hey, Jesus, hallelujah! See, here's the thing that you got to get about the glory. Are y'all still with me? It's only eleven thirty-three. Are you still alive? Here's the thing you got to get about it. This is powerful. That word "glory" in the original Hebrew is the word "kabod," and the word "kabod" in the word "glory" means the weight or the weightiness, the weight, as in I weigh this amount of weight of God, not the waiting on Him, the substance and the pushing down of the weight. The weightiness of God. The whole earth is full of the weightiness of God. Let me tell you something. You can be in a room, in a a worship experience, completely checked out, mad at the world, mad at God, mad at your preacher, scrolling through Facebook trying to kill time. The only reason you're here is because your spouse made you come or, or your mom or your daddy made you come and you're just trying to count down the moments to get out and you don't feel nothing. You think the church is dead. You think the preacher's lost his fire. You think, my God, I think I might need to find me another church. And what you don't realize is you're standing right next, sitting right next to someone who is literally being pushed to the ground by the weightiness of the glory of God. In the same room. The weightiness of the glory of God has nothing to do with God. Oh, you didn't hear me. Has everything to do with you. Did he just say that? Yep, I did. See, you only feel the pushing. You only feel the weight of his glory. When you are giving him glory. See, what you don't understand about glory is that glory is not what God does. Glory is not who God is. Glory is an atmosphere in which he exists. Well, huh? That's why. And it's the only thing he wants is to be given glory. That is why Isaiah hears angels giving him glory, declaring over the earth, the whole earth is full of his glory, his glory, his majesty. That's why the beast in the book of Revelation would cry out, glory, give him glory. When they did, the, the, the 24 elders would fall and give him glory. Throw his, come on, are y'all hearing me? Let me see that bottle of water you got over there. Over there. See, what you've got to understand by the way whoever you are quit trying to share my internet on my ipad i keep getting it notifications that somebody's trying to steal my internet on my, on my ipad you're interrupting my preaching stop it i didn't even know you could do that i keep getting notifications saying so and so so and so wants to share your internet i have to keep closing it out i'm trying to preach See, here's what you got to get about the glory. I got to get me a new microphone on my headset, y'all. Whatever's causing I'm just going to buy a new one. I mean, bottom line is, I got to have this. I got to have my hand. All right. Let me show you something about the glory. You're laughing at, i throw this glory on you. Jay said, Bring it on. See, the angels, Isaiah said something that we read right over. He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Y'all know that part, right? And he said, Then I saw these angels. Flying around. They were doing something really cool. They were crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. But here's the thing that we read right over. It says they were saying it to one another. Around the throne of God. They were giving God glory and creating an atmosphere for of him to exist operate in the things that he has to do by reminding each other of who God is. See sometimes you need something that's why gathering is so important that's why the enemy is trying to stop us gathering because sometimes you just need to be around somebody that might be at maybe at another level than you are at that moment that's touching God's glory and will speak into your life hey don't you give up don't you forget God is still good and his presence is here God is a good God don't you forget the whole earth is full of his glory don't you forget his promises are yes and amen and And as they begin to encourage each other, it begins to produce an atmosphere that is like a sweet smell to the nostrils of God. It's the perfume that attracts God when people begin to worship Him and give Him glory. That's what worship is. You ever said this in the middle of worship? Lord, I give you glory. How can you give him glory? Why? Do you even think about what you say sometimes? I give you glory. Lord, I give you glory. You're you're worthy. You're worthy, Lord. I give you glory. I give you glory. What are you trying to say? If glory is, is who God is, then you can't give him who he is. But when you give glory to God, you acknowledge his holiness. And that attracts him. Are you hearing me? So the Bible says, and I'm closing. (laughs) Ezekiel 47 is very famous. It's known as Ezekiel's River. Listen to this. Because this is another prophet being taken in a vision. One was taken to the throne. Now we see someone being taken to the temple of which the throne is a part of. Another vision of seeing what happens when glory is produced. Then he brought me to the back of the door of the temple. And there was water flowing out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple. Right side is authority. South of the what? Altar. Once again, we see the glory is around the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate that faces east. There was water running out of what side? The right side, authority. Where does Jesus sit? At the right side of the Father. And when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my ankle. Somebody shout, ankle deep. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Somebody shout, knee deep. And he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Shout, waist deep. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Verse 6, he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? I've preached this a, a hundred times over the years, or at least alluded to it and preached it but never saw what I saw this week. Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned there, along the bank of the river, were very many trees on one side and the other. Let me tell you, we preach about... I don't want to live in an ankle-deep anointing. Yeah, I don't want to live in no knee-deep anointing. I want to go further. I don't want to live in no waist-deep anointing. No, I want to go so far that I'm in a river that can't be crossed. That's okay to preach that. But the thing I've never preached is verse 6. Have you seen this? In other words, this is supposed to be something you always see. This is not a one-time event. Mm. Now in your mind, you ain't got to go back there. Go back to Isaiah. When Isaiah saw the throne, Ezekiel sees the temple. Inside the temple is the throne room. When Isaiah sees the throne room, he sees the angels crying out, Holy, 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 giving him glory, declaring glory is of the earth. And the Bible says that as this happens, smoke begins to fill the room. This is in Isaiah. We just read it. And the presence of God was so strong that the doorpost of the temple began to shake. Isn't it interesting that we know the glory is represented by fire? It is represented by wind. It is represented by smoke. Are y'all hearing me? It is represented by water. So the glory can manifest itself in all those ways. So we see Isaiah saying he equated the glory building in that place as smoke. Ezekiel equates it as water. But they both have something in common. Both of them talk about a door. One of them says the door posts begin to shake. The other says water begins to come out from beneath the door. Now, why is that the case? Now, watch this. This is what happens when you come to the the house of God with corporate worship. Not that. I'm thirsty. You know what I'm doing? I'm making room for God. See, if throughout the week you'll pour yourself out, You can look at Sunday morning as a refilling station. Well, make room for the glory. Now, this is you as a believer. Now, you can be in the presence of God and give him glory and be in an atmosphere of glory and listen to a podcast, and you'll get something. Oh, yeah, you can, you can watch YouTube, watch a preacher. Let him fill you up. But look how long it takes for you to get full. But when you come into the house of God, that's why he says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Come together, worship one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of the. So much is promised to us when we get together and worship him together, because this represents all of the rest of everybody else besides you, and you're over here praising, you're giving God a little bit of glory. there you are, Lord, there you are, Lord, I love you, I love you, this waterproof carpet. I hope so. But when you get in his presence you ever just quite frankly let's just be real didn't want to be at church but you just felt obligated to be here and when you was here something just changed about your mentality when you got around other people giving God glory all of a sudden I don't want to be here I don't feel good I want to go home oh wait a minute I feel a little different Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. There's a little bit of water. There's a little bit of, I I feel something in my ankles. Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's happening? I need to check again. I feel something at my knees. Oh! Oh, my, something's, got, something's coming up around my waist. I, 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 I don't understand it. I'm going under. I'm going under. Oh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Oh, let me tell you something. When you begin to get in the presence of God, your cup will overflow. And you'll begin to get around other people. And the glory will begin to move on other people. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout, yes. Somebody shout I want your glory. I want your glory. I want your glory. Get around somebody that's got the glory. Get around somebody that's giving him glory. You'll get wet. You'll get wet. Get around somebody that's got his glory. Hey! Sorry, Charlotte. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. That's anointed drops. Fingerprint won't, reader won't work now. Listen. See. when You begin to give him glory. Lord, I give you glory. You are worthy, God. You are worthy. I, give, I, I honor your majesty, God. Lord, I'm in your presence and I acknowledge without you, God, I'm nothing. I give you glory, Lord i give you glory. Because see, when you give God glory, you're taking it away from yourself. And God says, I can work with that. And it's okay, y'all, if you only got an ankle-deep anointing. At least you're in the water. The difference is, don't stop at ankle-deep and think this is as far as it needs to go. The same water went knee deep, waist deep, and over the head, but there had to be a decision to wait on it to be measured again. Some people quit before they ever got a shot to go to the next level. Are y'all hearing me? Don't quit at ankle deep. Don't be satisfied at knee deep. Don't be satisfied as a waist, a waist deep anointing. Only be satisfied when it is overflowing. Because once your bottle, once your cup is full, then anything on top of the full cup spills over. And that's when you begin to affect your community. That's when you begin to affect your family. That's why the church is not affecting the community anymore. That's why the church is not affecting the nation anymore. Because we are not full. So that we can overflow. Shout Amen. The last thing I want to say is this, and I am done. Get those video announcements and all that ready. We'll do that at the end. There's another thing that another part of it that I just never preached until today. He said, You ever seen this? You should. But let me show you one other thing. Let me show you the benefits of giving God glory. Let me show you the benefits of making sure that you're in the river. Because this river didn't begin. If you get anything, you need to get this. Hold that for me, brother. Is this. The river didn't begin when Ezekiel looked at it. The ankle deep, the knee deep, the waist deep, and the over the head had nothing to do with Ezekiel's causing that river to happen. What we see recorded is the Bible said, and he took me through the waters. That was a willingness to stand on the bank of the river and step in. Then the angel said, come a little further, and let's measure where you're at now. Read your Bible. It says it took him through. Come a little further, and measured again. Come a little further, and they were he was overtaken. What you got to get is, then when he was in the river, he started moving with the river. Oh, y'all didn't get it. Y'all didn't get it. See, when you're standing ankle deep, and that's as far as you can go, you can fight the river. You walk out there knee deep, no matter how bad the water's moving, you can usually probably fight the current. You get waist deep, you know, it's still a little tough, but your feet are still on the ground, and you're still supporting yourself. But when you go all the way into the glory, your feet can't hold you down anymore, and all of a sudden, you start moving. Come on, can I get an amen? All of a sudden, you can't stop it. All of a sudden, you're going down the river. And is in that moment. Here's why this needs to be the new normal. Because the moment that his feet lifted up, and he had to swim, and he started moving with the water, that was the only time he saw what was next. When he's, This is the part I've never preached before. He said, now you can see what this river does. And the Bible said, and he saw trees planted on both sides. Psalm said, you will be like a tree planted by rivers of living water. You may not even think God is moving because you're standing ankle deep. You can't see what's downriver. You're going to have to let the river take you. And all of a sudden, as the river takes you, you'll begin to see what God is doing. There are, God, hey, I'm like Elijah. When Elijah went up there and told God, I'm the only one left. Ain't nobody else that hadn't bowed and knee a bell. God said, son, let me tell you something. I got hundreds down there that you don't even know about. There is a remnant, and we are planted by a river of living water. But, baby, you can't see it till you get in the river. Get up on your feet right now and give the Lord a shout of praise." come on all over this house somebody shout put me in the river I'm jumping in the river I'm going all in hallelujah that's my new normal stay on your feet stay on your feet that's my new normal I'm telling you can you not see it didn't he tell Isaiah I'll do a new thing can you not see it in other words over and over and over he he says you can't see it, but it's always been there. But the only way you can see it is you got to get in the glory. Because that is where God resides. When we give him glory in this place, it's like electricity for me. When y'all see me walking back and forth doing all that, I ain't danged. I could care less. If you see me or not, I ain't doing that for you. And let me just go ahead and help you too. I'm not walking back and forth saying, Lord, help me to to, to be able to uh, preach that sermon today that you give me, Lord. Lord, help me not to stumble over my word. I ain't ain't saying, listen, if I ain't ready by the time I get here, I ain't ready. When I'm walking back and forth, I am giving him glory. I am glorifying him. I'm I'm just walking back and forth saying, God, you are worthy to be praised. Lord, your presence is in this place. My God, let your presence move. Lord, today I declare people are being saved. Lord, I declare today that people are being healed. Lord, I declare that marriages are being saved today, being healed today. Children are coming home. Prodigal sons are coming home. If you want to know what I'm saying when I'm walking back and forth, that's what I'm saying. I'm acknowledging God. You are in this place, so the impossible is possible. The fire of the altar is here. Jesus, Jesus, if you need Jesus in your life, you've never been born again, or if you have been and you've walked away from God and you need to rededicate your relationship with God, get to these altars right now. You don't need no music and no storm, no story. I don't need to pull on your emotion strings. Let me tell you something. If Jesus came back right now, would he say, well done? Does, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to be with the Lord if you don't get up here right now, get up here right now. The glory of God is here. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe there's somebody else. I'm going to wait for just a few more seconds. Give me something. Give me something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Son I'm so proud of you I'm watching you grow I'm watching you get stronger Let me tell you something Don't you ever let anybody Intimidate you for coming to the altar Over and over again If you feel the Lord pulling you to this altar It's because God's got something for you at this altar This altar is open for you every Sunday For the rest of your life son Because I'm telling you There's something major happening in your life There's a rebuilding happening There's a rebuilding happening up here. There's a rebuilding happening in your life. Don't you never let nobody stop you from coming to the altar. Okay? Stretch your hands this way right now, church. Pray for my brother. Praise the Lord. Uh, Say these words, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, stretch your hands. Everybody stretch your hands this way. Say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand before you declaring you are God. No other. You died on the cross for my sins and said it is finished. I claim that promise over my life. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Restore my relationship. Bring my joy back. I want my joy again.